0: Welcome aboard, Captain.
1: Welcome back to the Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we talk about and celebrate Star Trek for the voyage home, one minute at a time. I'm David Stoker. And I'm Chris Lasalle. Hello, Chris. Hey, Dave.
0: It's another Wednesday. It is. We're here. And it's another minute seventeen. Oh, yeah. You can say that now. This is yeah. our third minute seventeen. Third minute seventeen. That's crazy. Wow, cool.
1: So, uh, so this minute is uh, minute seventeen. Starts with McCoy giving a Kirk a disdainful. That's what she said. I mean, uh, that's what that's what I thought. <laughs> It ends with Space Doc Crewman declaring that all emergency systems
0: are non-functional. Oh, boy. Trouble. Yep. A whole lot of trouble. Uh, all right. So this was, what, finishing up the uh, – McCoy finishing up his thought?
1: Yep. is and Kirk. Yeah. So he had asked the question last minute, are you sure? Meaning that, you know, is it a good idea for Spock to be back at his station? And a good two to three second pause where Kirk refusing to answer his question and McCoy answering it for him saying, that's what I thought. That he he knows that Kirk is hopeful but may not be 100% sure. Yeah.
0: A little distracted by Kirk's hair in this minute. Why, how perfect it is? It's a little too perfect. I know there's a lot of, you know, Shatner's toupee and all that stuff, which is still something I shockingly, shockingly learned doing this stupid podcast. (laughs) like, (laughs) what?
1: Uh, I think what bugs me about this shot with his hair is the sideburns and that whole, just the angles
0: that it's forming on his face. I just find it kind of weird. Have you, I mean, I, I am, you know, I, I am bearded now, but I used to have sideburns, but did you did you ever in your life consider like, oh, trimming your sideburns in the Star Trek point? Uh, no, never.
1: <laughs> I also feel like this is a recut shot. Like this might have been a shot they did after the fact, because when he sits down and then they pull back, his sideburns look a little different. Maybe it's just the way his head is pointing.
0: I don't know. Could just be the way his head is. Yeah could just be, you know, his, yeah. his, his head. Uh, I like how Sulu's just got his coat draped over the back of his chair. So, apparently Klingons do not have coat closets or anything. It's like all casual. casual. Yeah, it's all casual. It's very, it's all casual. Um, He's so cool. Who, Sulu? Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't get Yeah, They don't get any cooler than Sulu. Um, so, you know... They, now they're taking off, so we get the kind of that obligatory. There's some steam coming out of the ship. <laughs> shot. Yeah. Uh, like all right, uh, but uh, when the, the when they start lifting off, and I'm jumping ahead a little bit in a minute, but they start lifting off, the it, it look it looks like the set is moving up. At, at oh, an
1: oh yeah. It to- oh, it totally does. Yeah.
0: It's, so it's not it's not just a camera thing. Is it? Do you think the set's actually moving?
1: Oh, no, I think it's, uh, yeah, because he says, um, you know. And one quarter impulse, or. Oh, I don't, uh, yeah, no, that's before he says that, so. It's
0: like in second 25.
1: Oh, yeah, that's, t- that's totally them climbing, like as if they were in, like, an airplane. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I just but I just did the like I said, either the, it's either the camera you know camera moving in the shot or they actually the set is moving. You know, I can't quite tell because it looks almost like they are tilting back. Um, I don't think they're tilting
1: back because no. none of them seem to react to the tilt. Okay, at least not that I can not that I can see. Yeah,
0: oh, well, maybe it's just a cool camera work then.
1: Cool camera work. But I want to go back to is the actual liftoff. Okay. <clears throat> you know, and we, we we sort of were talking offline about this shot of, you know, you see Savic walking up to, you know, a pile of rocks that are extremely in the foreground. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this part of the, of the takeoff, I really hate because it just looks so fake with the Star Trek set in the front and then the matte painting in the back and then the non-shadowed Bird of Prey taking off. Like there's no grounding shadow. So there's the two towers with the fire in the middle and you can clearly see the shadows, but we don't see any kind of shadows whatsoever emanating from the Bird of Prey. So it just looks like this big thing in the middle of, you know, taking off, and it just looks, it just looks very bad. Oh. In in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree with you there, buddy. Well, you'd be wrong. (laughs) Uh, I think it's a pretty cool uh, put-together shot. I mean, I don't know how necessary it all was, but... um, uh, I, you know, always like the, uh, I'm a fan of this, the, you know, the third, the callbacks to the original series. So, you know, your fake rocks in the foreground, um, look pretty real actually to me. They don't look very styrofoamy.
1: It, uh, that may, that may be true. They may be real, but it just, it clearly looks like there's a, it's a scene in front of like a, you know, they're looking at a green screen right now.
0: Right. Uh, uh, well, it's, so that shot then to, you know, there's Savic and Amanda are looking, watching the yep. bird of prey, and we've got a couple of other Vulcan sightseers, or yep. <laughs> they're just there to watch a ship take off. Maybe that's a, a rare event. Is I, that a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Is that a thing? So uh, I get I get struck by, I mean, the whole the whole background is pretty interesting. So you already yeah. mentioned the two towers, right? Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah. No, I'm not disputing that the map painting doesn't look cool. Or the fire, or any of that, or Vulcan doesn't look cool. It's just I think the way it's com- the scene is composed with the the foreground live action with the background matte painting and now once the, the ship takes off and it starts to bank mm-hmm. and it comes around and then you see the sun, you have me there. Okay. Now you now you have me. It's the takeoff that I feel just looks
0: bad. All right. Well, I think, like I said, I think I forgive the takeoff because it's just, it's pretty novel. You know, the the ship is heading right for them, you know, dramatically banks over them. I'm trying to figure out what's all over the ground. If that's, if those are runways or just, you know, uh, just Vulcan symbology, all, you know, kind of scratched out into the ground. Right. Um, It's very, everything's very geometric and um, and I, I wonder what the two towers are for. I uh, Wonder what the bonfire is for? You know why? Why bonfire? Isn't you know, it pretty hot and desert-like on? Yeah, that's pretty walking. cool. Um, so yeah, no, I really, I, I, really like the shot.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> don't get me, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not like, you know, we. It's not a bad shot. It, it, okay, I, I don't like the takeoff. I'm just gonna, you know, I've said it. I don't like the takeoff. I like the, the bank and the swoop. Bank and swoop, but not take off. But not take off. All right, I, I um, like it all. That's fine. <clears throat> what about the music? How do you feel about the music?
0: Uh, I, I don't know. I'm going to say I don't like it, but yeah, I
1: don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> like it either because I feel like it's a little. I don't want to say happy, but it's definitely not melancholy music. They're taking off to go and be arrested. Like I don't want like happy Star Trek music. Yeah, it's not. Um... I don't That's, think it fits the scene, or the fits the the mood. Maybe well, maybe it's again. Yeah, maybe it's just me.
0: Well, I, you know, I was trying to figure the mood out too, and it, it, but it was more in the not so much the con- the context of the music. It was more you know, Amanda and Savick. They're, they're you know kind of their yeah. last reaction shot we get from them. Like you know, I was trying to read their uh, well, hard to read the Savick's emotions, <laughs> but uh, you know, is Amanda you know proud that her son is you know back with his Starfleet pals Uh, she worried for him because he still hasn't found his humanness Um, oh I totally feel that she's proud of him for something okay Uh, but yeah this is not uh, I don't know like you said I don't think this is a celebratory moment Uh, it's not the end of the film like we did it we solved the problems happy music it's not that Mm. but
1: yeah, I just didn't feel like the music sort of fit. Maybe again, maybe I'm just nitpicking this whole minute because I don't like this minute.
0: I was just going to say, what <laughs> was the as
1: a, as a as a whole? Maybe I just don't like this minute.
0: <laughs> Starting to get that vibe from you, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Is there better music at the swoop? We know like you like the swoop. I like the I like the bank and swoop. I like the bubble and squeak. Is it a little foreshadowy when the uh, bird of prey looks like it's flying into the sun? I know you like your foreshadowing. I'm trying to find something for you to like.
1: I don't know. Uh, That's an interesting thought. I hadn't thought about if that was a little bit of foreshadowing there. Perhaps. Perhaps. You know what this scene needed? (laughs) Needed a Vulcan bird passing in front. Uh (laughs) yes. All right, with that, I will say, though, (laughs) Vulcan is a desolate planet, man. Oh, yeah, it's very, but... I mean it's nothing I mean it's like desert right. and mountains right you never see anything green but there's like no structures either like yeah we see the two pillars and the fire but there's there's nothing
0: maybe it's just you know they were at Mount Celae right which you know was was pretty remote and right um uh presumably the bird of prey hasn't moved far you know I mean uh, you like, know are we are we, do, we, do we have our back to Mount Celaya right now you know maybe uh, maybe um, but even in the distance like we see nothing right no cities no no nothing well it works for me it's mysterious we like the mysterious Vulcans what yep. do they, how do they do that I don't want to know don't I don't want to know I don't want the camera to turn and I see a big Vulcan city I don't want that but we do get some probe action. (laughs) Can I say that differently? Um,
1: (laughs) We do some probing. (laughs) We're doing some probing in this episode. So we,
0: (laughs) there we go. That's our new tagline. One probe at a
1: time. This is Star Trek minute where they probe you. Uh,
0: all right, the the uh, so we get a, we get space dock. Uh, Is the first time we have seen space dock in this one. Yep, yep. Space dock. We love space dock. Uh, teeny tiny looking space dock now. Which yeah, I get
1: com- yeah, comparative because we were talking before in one of the minutes about how big this was mm-hmm. and whether or not you know you couldn't really get the depths of you know how big it really was, but now that it's coming up on space dock, I think we sort of get a gauge of how massive this thing is.
0: Yeah. I don't think I've ever really thought about it until, you know, we've, we've been doing, we've been doing the show, uh, is, uh, I think in, you know, prior viewings of this movie, I'm just like, Oh, space dock is still far away. Right. Right. So it's, therefore it's tiny, but it, it does, it does go into the probes shadow. Right. And yeah. The, the entire thing goes into shadow. Um, so I think it's meant to, it's meant to be. It's much closer to the probe than we think, right? Yeah. So that's why it looks tiny. It's a cool effect. I do like. I it do is. Like this yeah. space talk looks cool, right? Normally, and then when it gets uh, when it goes in the dark, and all you see are the lights. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. It is.
1: Yeah, you see, it just definitely, it's like blocking out whatever light source is shining on it. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we go inside and we see the two. <laughs> the, two, the two controllers yep. inside, frantically trying to figure out what is going on. Do you think they were just like, they had their feet up, you know, reading the paper? Absolutely, like, this they is, did. This is like, uh, you know, Mr. Venture, you know, a, a know-nothing, you know, do-nothing job and just sitting
0: back and, hey, did you catch a game last night? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like how they try to, you know, this gigantic structure of space dock. Housing yep. all these ships and all of these, you know, there's clearly there's lights everywhere. There's this this is a big building that must be full of people. Right, uh, building? Did I say building? You did. You said building. Yeah, that was really dumb. Uh, yeah, full of people. But they, I, I think we're meant to we're meant to assume that it's just these two knuckleheads that are running the whole thing. Is that what they're implying?
1: <laughs> yeah, I I would figure that. To unless there's multiple versions of these controlling stations, like <clears throat> you only get the illusion that there's only one door in and out. Right. But I, we know that's not true. Yeah, there's like I four mean, there's, them, I think. Right. I mean, there's four, yeah, there's four doors, but yeah, you always get sort of this picture of this station. Like even in Search for Spock, we got this station. May, may not have been these two clowns, but it was um, you know it was other people. <clears throat> but yeah, you sort of get like they're controlling the whole, and they are the controllers. Um, you know that they're controlling everything.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would, yeah I, 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 why are we giving these guys such a hard time? I don't, I don't know. I mean, um, well. <laughs> uh oh, let's maybe, talk let's maybe, talk about maybe because of their ineptitude i don't know uh yeah because they can't they can't uh, defend themselves against this giant probe that's just knocking everything out on his way yeah um let's talk about him uh so the, the 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 gentleman in question the the the, the blonde guy yep uh controller number one let's say yep uh, uh portrayed by thaddeus Golis.
1: That is a fantastic I I wonder if that's his real name. Like, is that is that his stage name? Did he like go through the book and be like, what is a name nobody has?
0: That is well. You know what? Uh, There is somebody else. (laughs) As cool as when I was doing research, like there's like a (laughs) famous author that also has that guy's name. Like, oh wow, okay. Uh, Uh, Maybe maybe he's his son. Yeah, but uh, not a lot in his um, uh, in his resume, um. partners in crime and tv series uh something called light blast uh it just looks terrible all in the you know mid-80s um, but uh i've been freaking out about this guy i think since i saw the movie because we talked about this offline but i, I need to share because i'm so happy because i've i've, I've been racking my brains so like i know this guy i've seen this guy in other stuff and you know definitely not anything that I've seen in, in his, you know, IMDB credits. I've never seen any these, these, uh, movies. Uh, so I'm like, uh, so we were talking about offline and you figured yep. it out for me <laughs> that he was, that <laughs> the guy I'm thinking of, um, <clears throat> is, uh, the, I, all along i thought is the guy from Sledgehammer, David, David Rash, Roush, Rash. Um, so I, you've solved a mystery that's 30 years old for me. So thank you, Dave. <laughs> but it's not him, right? We it's it's not, it, no,
1: it is not him.
0: But do you see what I'm talking about?
1: I do totally see what you're talking about.
0: That's why I. That's why I still wonder a little bit, a little bit, if they just he's he he was uh changed his name, changed his name, or they just the IMDb has gotten the wrong guy and Memory Alpha and that's all the cool. other Star Trek resources I looked at. <laughs> that's that's possible. I think it's David Rash. Okay. All right. Okay, anyway, that's all I want to talk about this minute, so I'm done. Sure. <laughs> no, well, no, we got to, we got more. Oh, uh, do we?
1: Oh, there's more here?
0: Well, the other guy. Marty Pistone. Marty Pistone. Marty Pistone is our other controller number two. Yeah, he's a stuntman. Is he a stuntman And uh, Is he a Star Trek stuntman, like... Jumping yeah, of bridges he, or no? I think he's been
1: another stuff that uh, he's been a stuntman, which again is not uncommon for you know background you know actors and stuff like that to be you know just pulled in from the stunt crew and stuff like that. Right. Hey, you look like you fit the uh, uniform. Uh, you want
0: to be on camera? <laughs> he doesn't get any lines, right? It's uh, it's Daddyus that gets the lines.
1: <clears throat> yeah. It's so. It's yeah. You get. Uh, You get the voice, you know, space dock, this is Starfleet Command, launch all vessels. Launch all vessels. And then, yeah, he says, sir, space dock doors are inoperative. All emergency systems are non-functional.
0: It's trouble everywhere. It is. Are we supposed to be uh, surprised or not surprised that it's the Excelsior sitting there in the background? I mean... You would thought it would. I don't know. I don't know. That's um, that's why I ask it. Is uh, I
1: I think I always find it weird. You know what I find weird about this whole the whole thing is that this goes back to Wrathicon. You know where uh, you know Kirk is talking about the emergency at Regula. And we're the only ship in the in the sector. Mm-hmm. Like, are you telling me that you have this space dock and there's there's no ships flying around like they are never prepared for anything <laughs> like they're just they they never have like just a ship on guard you know flying around and i know they're not like a war you know we're not a wartime federation or anything like that but they just seem ill prepared for these events right somebody's like, should be on standby stand by all the time right and uh, you know in in terms of chronology like they would have gotten this information that the probe was heading towards them so wouldn't they have already launched
0: all these vessels? Mm, right. So, <clears clears throat> and, <throat> and you think your weakest spot, you, know, you know, now, when you think about, let's think about the space dock from yeah. the motion picture. Right. Which is essentially just a cage in space, right? Yes. Uh, uh, this space dock, this contraption, this building <laughs> is, uh, has doors. Yes. That if you lose power, you're a bit screwed. <laughs> they
1: don't open, like, <laughs> yeah. like. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know how fast the probe is moving. I mean, we obviously get a, a scale of you know the size of, uh, of how big it is, but I, I I just I just feel like they're never prepared. And but going back to the the script, um, this occurs right after. Spock and Amanda have their discussion. So they have their discussion, and then there we we briefly saw the um, you know status report, Admiral Mister Mister President. The probe has passed through all quadrants. The starships Shepard and Yorktown. So they we've already seen that scene, but it rolls right into this scene. So there is no going back to Vulcan. This is like once they say you know uh, you know neutralized how they roll right into like get everything out now um, like yep that makes sense so they so they say like Excelsior and Trepid are cleared to depart open the doors and then after this whole scene then we go back to Vulcan where they say you know systems report and communications are ready so this has sort of been should have been like one long scene but they that for whatever reason Nimoy decided to cut it differently so they have you know a probe scene Vulcan scene probe scene you know and right different pacing yeah and 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 maybe that's the right way to do it but i'm just but the way the movie makes it seem like time has passed between you know the time the the saratoga and the Yorktown have gone down that they could be ready whether they could whether they can do anything or not is is irrelevant at least be ready like have the doors open have guys out there with you know hand phasers if they need to yeah I mean, they won't work, but
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm stuck on. I want to see a new space dock design. Oh, you don't so you so don't I, like this? You don't like this space dock? Well, I'm just you know, I, you know, the fact that it you know its weak spot is at doors that can get stuck. and So what it should be like is more of a uh, space dock could be the same shape, but it has like an awning. It's like an awning, so you just fly ooh. in under it. Right. So oh, that'd be kind of cool. And if they leave, you fly. You know, I don't know. I mean, does this thing have an atmosphere? Do we know? You know, just because they're inside, no, because they open the space doors,
1: and it's not like. So you've hit you've hit on one of my big questions from yeah. that we. So the probe has already hit the Saratoga. It has hit the Yorktown, yeah. and they're functioning on essentially reserve batteries. Right. Is that enough to maintain artificial gravity? Like everyone's still sitting in their chairs, mm. like no one
0: is floating away. There's got to be a decision making of what what's what's the most critical things to keep going, right? So life support, obviously. Yeah.
1: Right. But that's is that that your number
0: one? But Does it that include artificial gravity? I wouldn't
1: think so. So, uh, uh, you know, if, other if than... only if only there was a movie where. The ship lost power, and they beamed over it, and you could see how artificial gravity actually works and maybe have some sort of boots that could keep you tied to the surface of the ship. Hmm. That would be an interesting movie. That would be an interesting plot element.
0: Interesting. I think we're, we're really ready for that movie, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> we keep keep talking about that one. Um, all right. Um what else we got so we got space dock, we got the Excelsior again. Somebody yep. towed it back in, right? Presumably from its uh stall out and uh, search for Spock. Yeah, I wonder if they fixed uh trans warp speed. Yeah, how long would it take them to figure out <clears throat> that you know that if Scotty took the batteries out or whatever it yeah. was that he took out, right? That in that giant the, ship, the light bulbs, yeah, a <laughs> giant ship. What is what's the yeah. you know, how do you start uh, triaging that problem? reboot everything, right? Turn it off, turn it on again. Yep. Yeah, no, we'll really. Still anybody to take the light bulbs out. <clears throat> I will say I, I do like as, you know, our our two uh,
1: two guys here are you know, trying to get things running again. The little shuttle. Yep, it starts to fly by. Just sort of it just sort of stops. Like I mean, there's a little bit of momentum, but it was it was chugging along pretty fast. I felt I feel like it would have crashed right into the Excelsior.
0: <laughs> that would have been a nice touch.
1: <laughs> well, it, I mean, when you see it come across the screen, it's moving at a good clip, yep. and then all of a sudden the power goes out and it just sort of stops. Like that's not really how momentum works. Right. Like it would have continued on for a lot farther and at a greater speed. It just sort of
0: stopped. Like, again, well, it's, you know, it's the 80s, I guess. You know, if this had been, you know, J.J. Abrams' Star Trek, it definitely would have spun out and crashed into the, right, you know, skidded along the top of the dish. And um, Man, I want to see that, though. I totally want to see that. I yeah. want to
1: see it crash right into the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> the bridge. Oh. Just to give that smug captain what for. <laughs>
0: With his little riding crop stick, do you think he's still in charge? Do you think he got, uh, he got fired? That's a that's a good question.
1: That is a good question. I think he got fired. You think he got demoted? Right. Or he'd be, it'd be or funny or if he was sitting he's here. He's flying a. Uh, he's in a tug. Know, he's, he's, he's 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 yeah he's in the little tugboat. <laughs> All I'm right. Sure he's not here in the clown show yeah. trying
0: to get the doors open. Exactly. That's that would be funny if you get demoted to a space dock controller. <laughs> All right, Dave. I get uh, I got nothing else for this one. How about you? No, I don't. We're going to say goodbye
1: for another minute. Well, we'll see Marty and Thaddeus
0: again soon. Uh, yes, in, in a minute. In, in a minute. All right. Well then, uh, let's. Uh, let's wrap it up. And, uh, folks, if, uh, uh, I really want to know how many fans of the TV show sledgehammer are out there. So, uh, if you are, why don't you, uh, pop on over to the, uh, Star Trek minute listener federation on Facebook and, uh, share your memories. Um, and tell me I'm not crazy. Cause I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's the same guy. I need, no crazy. I, need to be, I need to be validated. Please validate me <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, head on up there. Uh, Much appreciated, and uh, we'll be back again on Friday talking about Minute 18 of The Voyage Home here at the Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Goodbye.